How about that climate change, hey? Wow, it's really changing. <laughs> yeah. Anyone get flooded out? You did. Well done. There you go. I hope you, had, you got your ark ready. Goodness me, we, we uh, went um, up to Balaclava last night and um, just as we were getting into the car, I've never seen rain like it. It was like flash flood sort of stuff. So all the, the areas of Adelaide that um, didn't have their uh, proper infrastructure with their drainage and all that, there was just, it was trees down everywhere. We had to, it was a bit, it was a bit on the apocalyptic side. And I found that a little bit exciting, actually. And I did. We were dodging trees and uh, um, um, St. Peter's. Uh, there was those massive plane trees. There were just bits of trees everywhere. And gosh, I tell you what, um, uh, austral trees are going to be busy, aren't they? And uh, all of the people who own a chainsaw, gosh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. So, but yes, it was. Uh, um, we're at the end of our street, there was like Hallett Road was started to flood and, and whatever. So, but yeah, and then all the way up to Balaclava, this side of the uh, sky was clear. So I was, getting a, I was getting a bit of a sunburn on this side and this side was black. So it's sort of like, you know, but that's what happens when climate changes. All right. So if we can, uh, if we can receive our offering, please, that'd be really good. Thank you very much. And... Uh, Yes. So not that it affects you, it affects me. My, my right ear is a bit blocked at the moment, so I feel like my head's in a bucket. So if I'm sort of loud or uh, all over the place, you'll know why. So there we go. Information for giving, credit card details are up there. And while we'll do that, we're going to get into some prayer and then we'll get into it. Thank you, Lord. This is the day that you've made. We just thank you. Um, Lord, restore power to all the homes that have lost power. Uh, Daryl said people coming here uh, earlier today with their, with their, their, uh, their, their phone charger, sort of like, oh, come, come to church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just come to use us. Anyway, so, but uh, feel free, feel free. Um, but uh, yes, who lost power in their home last night? Oh my gosh. Still out. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, candles are going to sell out this week, aren't they? Oh my goodness, there we go. Well, those, for those who weren't planning to defrost their food, this is not the week to fast. Okay, it isn't. So, gosh, still out. I was like, when I drove back, just, just please indulge me in my smugness. Drove back, going Kensington Road. And it's pitch black. I'm going, oh man, oh no, like this. And then I turned right at the roundabout and every, all the part where I lived was all the lights. So I was like, Aah! and so sort of like, oh, we're just going to have to pray for everyone. And so yes, still out. My goodness me. My goodness me. Okay. Lord, we just pray, Lord, let there be light in the darkness. And Lord, we just, ask for, we just ask you for your grace today. I ask for your grace today, Lord. I just thank you for your presence. I just thank you for uh, giving us wisdom and revelation. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. You're the master communicator. You're the one that opens eyes and ears and hearts. So we just ask for your grace on all of today in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so if you want, I don't usually do the, you know, uh, uh, um, Molly Meldrum, do yourself a favour. Who remembers the do yourself a favour line? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him these days, but, 
basically, um, if you didn't hear, listen to Tuesday night, please listen to the recording. We will go into quite a, an in-depth explanation on the realm of faith. And um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I really, really do. And what we're going to do today is about location, location, location. We've been talking about the heart. We've been talking about the heart and how important that is. And so <clears throat> Jesus said, you must believe that you've received it when you pray. You must believe and not doubt. And that's the heart. You've got a lot of people, they go, yeah, I'm believing God. And you can, they're, they're, they're in agreement with the Word of God, but their heart's struggling. So it's the heart that actually manifests whatever you're asking for, whether it's a crazy miracle, a promotion at work, um, a little bit of extra provision or complete paradigm shift. It is the heart. And there's a place where we can stir up ourselves in our most holy faith, but we, we, it's got to be holistic it's got to be holistic. Get excited. Start to, start to act like God's faithful. Start to act like He's true. And start to act like if He says you've, you must believe you've received it, start to act like that. So we talked about, about that. But then we, we actually married it in with the presence of God. So in God's presence, when you come before Him, all right, God sees you in His Son. You actually... In the presence of God, your prayers are, you're, you're, you're actually complete. It's not like in the presence of God, He's answering your prayer. In the presence of God, you are complete in Him. You actually like, you're already healed. You're saved to the uttermost. You're blessed with every spiritual blessing. And so that's where we go to hang out with Him in relationship to faith. So we talked about, and it's the timeless dimension, that's correct. Timeless dimension. And we talked about, I might bring up something that one of our conversations we had in our intern, uh, um, uh, with our small groups in our internship during the week. But can you imagine like if all of a sudden you are brought up into the presence of God completely like Paul was, transported there. And all of a sudden it's like this. You are so, you're complete. All of your prayers have been answered. You have everything. You're complete in Him. And then you look down at this life here, which is only a span, you're looking at this life and it's like a dream. And then you're looking down and you're going, wow, I'm complete. Lord, you've done it all. And what happens is we're called to live from that place and invade the dream that we're living out now. Does that make sense? So you're complete in Him. So, so our job is to get in God's presence. That's our job. It's not God's job to get us into His presence. Our job is to get in His presence. And our job in His presence is to align our mind, especially our heart, with God's promises. So we need to know what our job is. Our job is to come into His presence. I'll enter His gates with thanksgiving, my heart enter His courts with praise. That's my job. And my job's to focus and actually start to celebrate in His presence. God's job is to bring the substance. So it says, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the hypostasis, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance. And I've experienced the substance many times where you go, I know that I know that I know God has answered my prayer. Look, I know it. I know it and it manifests. It's not a head thing. It's transcendent. It's just, we're talking and it says, it, it, it's almost like, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart, hearts and minds. It's the hypostasis. That's, once you've got that substance, you have the manifestation of what you're believing for. 
So what we tend to do is we tend to separate this whole process from the presence of God. And people give faith a go. And you can give faith a go because you're meant to live by faith, but you can't divorce it from the presence of God. That's why today is about location, location, location. So God brings, when you, when you so you go, okay, I'm gonna come before the, the presence of the Lord. Now there's different, different nuances to that. You can never fully escape the presence of God. If I make my bed in hell, behold you there. But there's something about us being open to His presence, to be able to host the presence and carry the presence, be aware of the presence, steward the presence, engage with the presence. Sometimes there's the manifest presence of God. And then you're looking at the anointing and glory. But our job is to come before Him. And in that place, we actually must believe we've received it. That's our job, to believe. The supernatural part is God's job. So we don't have to go, I've got to get the substance, I've got to get the substance. You know, we, we, like I said, we've given it a go. You can't make the substance happen. That is God's job. So when you start to break down whose role is what, you go, my job is to keep coming into the presence of God. My job is to believe. And I can actually start to, I could go, well, how would I act? I've had conversations with different staff about this. All the things I'm believing for, how would I act if I actually had the things asked for, I'd be celebrating. I'd be, and we do that in God's presence. And that's where the substance comes in. We go into way more detail on Tuesday night. Please listen to it. Um, now, we are always connected to a place. We are always connected to a place. Everything is connected to a place. That's why it's location, location, location. You're, you're physically here. You're physically here, but you're connected to an invisible dimension. Okay, there's, there's always, the places are everywhere. And I know that's an abstract start to this, but I wanna explain something because we just think we can just do what we want when we want. And yes, we do have freedom of choice and sometimes we have the illusion of options, right? But I wanna start with something that's quite abstract, but I want to eventually tie it all into the presence of God. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 to 17. And it's this. Uh, it's a warning, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterwards, when he realised he got, he got Jacob swindled him, supplanted him, for you know that afterwards when he wanted, when Esau lost the, the blessing, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. He, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Keep that up, up if you can. So Esau basically sold his birthright, his inheritance, his scroll, his destiny. And we're talking like, a, we're talking a culture where your word is your word. You know, it's not sort of like he goes, here, here I'm so hungry, I'd give my birthright for that pot of stew, whatever it was. And afterwards he goes, you know, I was only joking. Like it's a different culture, he really sold his inheritance. He despised his inheritance, but he wanted the benefits of the blessing. He wanted the benefits of having that position. And then once he realised, you got that scene where he goes in and you realise that Jacob has totally ripped him off. And, and God loved Jacob for it. You know, you think you got a, you got a bit of a read on the Lord. If you, if you are so zealous for him and you're a bit of a screw up, God says, okay, you got the primary right. We're gonna deal with a screw up, but that's the being zealous for God. 
So he was zealous for the, for the, for the uh, uh, he, he, put, he put fake hair on him. Like he fought, you know, a and, and, and all of a sudden then, then, then when you read it and then uh, Esau comes in and, and he realises that his brother stole the blessing, he starts crying and carrying on. And it's like, it says, this is, this is where it gets interesting. It says, it says for him, why am I laughing at Esau's demise? I don't know, it's some sort of, it says that he was rejected for he found no place for repentance. That's interesting. You go, oh yeah, that's interesting. You know, King James, New King James. He couldn't find a place for repentance. Did you know there's actually a place? So the word is, the word for place is topos, where we get the word topography. Okay? So topography um, is description of a place. Uh, we're talking collective features of a region where we get topographic, topographical, uh, topography, etc. And, and graphic or, or, uh, actually means a, a picture or a drawing. So and that we get cartography, it's maps, drawings and pictures. So what you have is that repentance is a place. Hang on, I thought repentance was saying sorry to God. Well, that's a good start, right? Because he, he, he sought it diligently with tears. He did. Now you go, wow, that's pretty hardcore. Repentance is metanoia, but it's connected to a place. It's connected to a place. It really is. So I think he was sorry that he got ripped off. But was he prepared to completely get his life right with God to make sure he was in line with stewarding that blessing? It says he couldn't find it. He couldn't find the place. So it says he sought that he could not find a topography or a topos for repentance, and that's hectic. You know, I obviously because we take communion every week. I'm a massive believer in the blood of Jesus. There is not any sin. Now, before we get to Bible college and you know blaspheming the Holy Spirit, let's just put that over there. There's no sin that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse and forgive. There's no. There's not one sin. So, so what you got is technically. Technically, people who've, who have performed genocide, who've murdered multitudes, technically they could cause many people, whether it's Pol Pot and the killing fields of Khmer Rouge or someone like that, they could in their last dying breath ask Jesus to forgive them and receive salvation, but they killed millions. That's the craziness of the blood of Jesus. And, and, and you think, what it, wouldn't it be if we tried to trick God in living a terrible life and then at the last second go, I'm sorry, whew, just made it. It's not that simple because when people start going down into deep levels of darkness, they start to get tethered and lost in very bad places. Bad places, <clears throat> bad place, okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> you've been in a very, very bad place. And people get stuck there and they think they can just come, their heart is connected and they're so dark. You hear the story when, um, when, when, when Joseph Stalin died and he just, he was, I, think, I don't think he was lying down, I think he was you know, walking around, I don't know if it was a stroke, aneurysm, I don't know. But he gave out a shriek, it's like his, his spirit violently was rent out of his body, just ripped out of his body. You think that he could have just, you know, well, I'm getting on and I might sort of like, a, you know, a, 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 consult some sort of monk somewhere and, and get right and all that sort of stuff. But when people, that, we're talking like, 
We're talking like it's a pl- repentance is an act connected to a place. And we've got to make sure that we're connected to the right places. So let's have a, let's have a look at uh, 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 um, something that people love reading at funerals, but it's got a way broader application than that, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want for anything. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. This is a place in the Spirit. In the Spirit, it's not just a psalm. He leads me beside the still waters. It's a place. He restores my soul. That's a good place to, to, to discover. People get broken and fractured and have wounds and pains and bitterness and unforgiveness. And we've got to connect with the Lord as our shepherd. And He, he actually leads us uh, and green pastures and by still waters. And the purpose of this place is to rest- have our soul restored. So He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yes, or yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's a place. The valley of the shadow of death is a place. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So, what we're talking about now is everything is connected to an invisible place. When you're in the spirit, you're aware of that place, that topography. It has features, it has atmosphere, it has attributes, good or bad. And what we've got to start to do is connect our inner world to the right place. So growing in our faith is not dead works, but we are going into deeper obedience and yielding to the grace of God. Can someone say amen? We have to make sure we're connected to those right places. So we, when we started doing a lot of ministry and Christina and Rachel and others, and we do a lot of ministry out the, out the, um, in, the, in the very, very, very aptly named deliverance room. And uh, so can you imagine like someone just come to church and sort of like, I'll come here for some counselling. Um, uh, where do you want me to meet you? You know, just down there, end of the hall, turn left. It's called the deliverance room. Okay. Um, and so when we were starting out doing dreams, and what happened, I don't know if it was Christina or Rachel, because they'd go, I'd get a message, Todd, someone's had a dream, come in here. So come and interpret it. And what would happen is they're telling me this, and they're going, this person was dreaming, and they were in a boat. They're in a boat, and there's water, obviously, and in the water were sharks, and da 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 a lot more detail. And they said, look, they came to the conclusion that in this dream, the interpretation was, boat good, shark bad. Very, very profound. I know they've been meditating on the divinity code and for, for months and weeks. So, so, so boat good, shark bad. So what we're gonna do is, is for argument's sake, we're gonna simplify things. We're going to do a similar filter. The presence of God, life, away from the presence of God, not so good. Okay? The presence of God, good, away from the presence of God, not good. And this is where many people have tried to build their faith. They've tried to build it away from the presence of God. And we actually have to marry up the grace that God's already done, that everything is connected to a place. You know, it says if if we hang out with the Lord and keep His Word, it says in John 14, Jesus and the Father will come and make their home with that person. They will manifest themselves. 
So we'll make our home, our place with you. So, so just like shark, bad, boat, good, you've got to think presence of God, life, think of the antonym, good, think of the antonym, answers, no answers. You've got to see the presence of God. It's, it's indispensable because ultimately it says those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. So away from the presence of God, you have this. It's Ecclesiastes 9.11. This is away from the presence of God. I returned and saw under the sun. So you're either under the S-U-N or you're in the S-O-N. You're in the sun. If you're in the sun, you're not stuck under the sun because this is what it says. Outside of the presence of God, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favour to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. So we've got to make sure that we're not just stuck in the time and chance. Statistically, unfortunately, and I believe, I believe we're on the verge or at the beginning of Reformation. I really believe that. I really believe, I really believe that the, all the trials and all the different things that are happening, the lies, the corporate lies, the global lies, the junk science, the, the, the in, incredible harm that's been perpetrated already on a sleeping humanity, right? It has been, right? I think we're on the verge of a Reformation, but if we are not in the presence of God, then we're under the sun. And if you're under the sun, time and chance, and statistically the church mirrors society in general, there really is no difference, so divorce rates, etc. And we have to change that. We have to change that where it says someone will grab their neighbour and says, come, let us go and speak to these people because they know the God of Jacob. Let us go up to the house of the Lord. We, we, that's what we need to carry as opposed to having a creed. We have to shine. We have to know what that, that is. So, so outside of the presence of God, you've got time and chance, okay? I mean, you know, I was talking to someone up in Balaclava last night, someone we both knew and Hey, how that, how's it person? Oh, they just passed away. I'm like, Whoa, what? And it's like, it's that I believe we are completely due, not just for revival, but for reformation. I really do, but it's a reformation of the heart. And this is why, by the grace of God, the Lord's giving us language to faith because you, 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 let's just say if you had a bad faith experience, number one, number one, God didn't do it. Number two, the just should live by faith. And we need to know what that looks like and it's the, it's the heart is what manifests things. You, yes, you have to have your focus. You have to re- be transformed by the renewing of your mind, but it has to be in conjunction in the place of the presence of God. So people try and get breakthrough and change and they don't see it and they get overwhelmed. They, don't know, they get overwhelmed. And so this is where I believe that the, the grace of God in this language is this. Don't try and get breakthrough. Don't. Get in God's presence. See, nothing happens worthwhile outside of the presence of God. Let's simplify it. Our primary is to get into the presence of God where there is life, where there's joy, where things are quickened. It's a different atmosphere, you know. When we start to go, my gosh, everything of worthwhile happens in the presence of God, whether it's the kabod weighted glory or I can just feel the gentle breeze of His presence or I'm just aware that He's here. It's all the presence of God. Our primary, keep coming into the presence of God. Keep coming into the presence of God. You You don't necessarily have to be in a service like this. You can be driving in your car, listening to something. You can just meditate on something that happened last week and then the presence of God comes in the car. That's where all the stuff happens. It's the only place where things happen. Now, one of the reasons is this, is that the presence of God 
is timeless unlike this time. We're aware of the time, how long is it going to take to drive here, how long is this going to take. And we're constantly in the future, the past, sometimes the present, but in eternity there's only the present. And we, we, just, we, we, we get so caught up in Kronos and that is the key thing, is the, uh, is the time and the place is all settled in the presence of God. God looks at you and He sees you perfect. I know you guys are going, I don't believe it. No, no, he sees you, he sees you whole. So we should, it would behoove us to keep hanging out in the place where we're already perfected in Christ. And some things you don't even have to pray about. You just have to believe it. Can you imagine it says, I know this is a, this is a, 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 a I'm taking a license with this, but it says the anointing is in the cluster. I've seen such a breakthrough in a primary prayer that all these other prayers just got answered, but that I wasn't praying. Because it's about the presence of God. When we get obsessed, you go, oh, I'm really trying to grow in my faith. And I really, no, no, get in the presence of God. That's where everything's quickened. You can't make substance happen. I can't make substance happen. My job is to get into His presence. And my job is to think and act and feel like He's answered my prayer. His job is to bring the substance. Who loves that simplicity? And it takes the performance out of it, you know? Because it's like, for me, it's probably the best recipe I've heard. Because I've tried to, we got to, and people are going, oh. <laughs> people that try it and it doesn't work, they get condemned and you're like, okay. there's no other way. You must believe that God is true. You must believe that when you said yes to Jesus, you were perfected in Him. Now, when we go into His presence and hang out with Him, and start to act and feel and believe we've received it, then it starts to invade this time-space world. But it's got to be centred, not just on the promises of God, but the presence of God. And so this is where we were saying, uh, when I used to coach tennis, um, people open the, you know, the gate, that the, they never, it's always making a noise opening up. Come in, I said, come and step into my office, the tennis court. And the students go, oh, that's really funny. Uh, well, it actually is my office, is where I do my work. So I know all, everything there is to know. I mean, when you stand in a relatively featureless place for a very long time, you get to know it. You get to know the nuances of the weather changing, the wind. Uh, when the weather is hot, the tennis balls go faster. When they're slow or it's humid, it's slower. Uh, 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 um, you know, the, the different, you know, the court on a slow, I just, you just know everything, all right? I'll step into my office. That's because that's where I did my work. So in the same way, you go, oh, we should just, you know, heaven should be our heart. Yes, but people say that and they don't go there. So we got to make sure we're constantly going to the office. What are you doing? I'm going to the office. Why? Because that's where the only real work gets done. And we've got to get over our sanctimony and just start putting in frequent flyer points of the presence of God. And after a while, you start becomes your dwelling place. But we've got to start somewhere. Let's start with, let's start with permanent part-time. Oh, too much? Okay, casual. <laughs> the problem with casual is that you can only go there when they call you in and the Lord says, come all the time. So we've got to go in there and just do business. And so great worship this morning. My left ear really enjoyed it. What? Uh, um, and so, but what happens? We have the presence of God, and it's amazing. 
But what, get to a point where you start just going, Lord, you've done it. You've done it. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and last. So isn't wasn't is to come. I just thank you, Lord, according to 2 Corinthians 1.20. It actually says, for no matter how many promises God has made, or all the promises of God in Christ are yes. And through Him we say amen to the glory of God. All of God's promises are yes in Christ. The presence of God, it should be the most coveted place in our inner world. And when you have no answers, like David, you go into the presence of God. That's where He speaks. So now we can marry up the dynamics of our hearts and our focus in His presence. And then He brings the substance. And so we start getting excited about worship. Started getting excited about just having worship on at home. My poor kids, I feel sorry for them. Um, very occasionally. Um, generally, no. But just they come downstairs, and I've always got worship pads on, and you know, I, they go, hi dad, how you going? And I give that look like, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> and it's like, it's probably too much. But it's like, it's, I want to get in the presence. That's where it all happens. So rather than go, I've got to build, just, just build my faith. Yes, you do. The just shall live by faith. From faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith. But who'd want to do that outside of the presence of God? Outside of the presence of God is time and chance. But in His presence is where all the answers are. So our, our job is to get into His presence, align our heart with His heart, get our, uh, 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 um, in our minds. That's our job. His job is to bring the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let's do this. Let's, go, let's, let's break the whole permanent part-time paradigm. That sort of works. Um, Hebrews 4.16, coming into the presence. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. See if like this, if I can give something language, all this in heaven and there's this incredible chair that's empty and the angel's going. Heaven's waiting for you to come into His presence all the time. As I was saying on Tuesday night, please listen to it. You can listen to it multiple times because it's, 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 it's very dense, it's like me. Um, basically, is that you, you, okay, I'm gonna come to the presence of the Lord, I feel flat, I feel whatever, I can feel demons are going, you know, bang, 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 da, 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 you know, like this. You know, Lord, pads, worship, come on, like this. All of a sudden, you know, I felt that, uh, um, yeah, I felt that come in strongly a certain um, time in the worship. I just thought, oh, I said to Darrell, oh, wow, that's something just shifted then. You know, uh, does anyone here, does anyone here live in Balaclava? Just put your hands up. Anyone from Balaclava? No, because at the meeting last night. Okay, no, everyone's turning around like, <sighs> we're gonna do an altar call, people tempted with suicidal thoughts. No, it's not like that at all, right? Listen to this. I'm driving to Balaclava and I'm about two kilometres outside of Balaclava. And all of a sudden it's like, <sighs> I just, I can feel the presence of God in Balaclava. Seriously, Balaclava's marked for revival. It really, really is. You know, it's like, and it's, it, it, but I felt the presence of God. I know over decades there's been a lot of prayer, a lot of worship, outpourings. And so you get in the presence of God, so, and, and then all of a sudden, and then you just keep doing it. And then you might do that three times a day. David did it three times, seven times. Kept going into the presence of God. You know that, you know what? I would say almost, it isn't, but almost the presence of God is a panacea. It's a cure-all. Because that's the place to go when you have no clue. But when we're, when we're caught up in our own, you know, rubbish, we try and work it out before we get in the presence of the Lord. No, the Lord says, just come. Come boldly before the throne. 
He said, I knew before the foundation of the earth you would be clueless. It's all been budgeted for. Bring your cluelessness and your hunger to me. All right? I said, hang on, but I've just got to start doing my mental gymnastics of no, 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 no. Just come into his presence. And then all of a sudden, that's where the only important work of believing can take place. And it simplifies it, but rather than just going, oh, I can feel the presence, gotta go, like this. We linger, we stay, we start to focus, we start to believe we've received it. It's not just getting in the presence, that's the starting point. And then we start to have heavenly encounters. Praise God. And he says, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. God's, God's insisting, he's invited you. All right, that's not an invitation you wanna turn down. So also too, we wanna learn to enjoy it because otherwise, Look, God receives us any which way. If we have ulterior motives, you know. I know people, they, they came to the Lord because they wanted to be healed. And when they didn't get healed in their timeline, they, they walked away from God. And God still receives His people. He still receives those people because he, He's love, He loves us. But we wanna go beyond the spiritual discipline side of it and sense of obligation. Yes, I'm, my faith must work, so I'll come into the presence. We actually have to be impelled by desire. Let's have a look at this one. Uh, uh, Psalm 16 verse 11. It actually says, you will show me the path of life. This is all in the presence of God. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This place is real. See that place there in the presence of God. Did you know that every prayer, I'm not talking about whim or impulse or covetousness. Okay, let's just, just again, I don't have to, I don't wanna overqualify and get into faith apologetics, right? But all the, the real deep desires that, that clearly are from the Lord, right? All of those are manifest in His presence. They're there. There's nothing that you can think of that you need or call to do that God hasn't already gone, oh, wow, that, that caught me unawares. Whew, you know? So it actually, it, it says, in your presence is fullness of joy. That becomes your meat, becomes your drink, becomes your dwelling place. So we start to realise that's the only place you can build. Because if we get consumed with things outside of the presence, we get consumed with bank balances, physical bodies, cellular realities, trends, and time and chance will move you around. But why would you not wanna, it's not just the presence of God on the throne, you're already perfect and complete in that place. Is that amazing? So there are some things that you won't even pray about, your just eyes will be opened and then you receive it. And this is why in His presence is fullness of joy. Okay, all right. So we've talked about it before, Hebrews 4, Joshua, the day of rest, entering into the Lord's rest today, David calls it today. It's being in the, in the present moment. This is why practising the presence of God. See, practising in the presence of God, say for example, um, what we tend to do with someone like Brother Lawrence, and again, I'm a little bit of creative license here. He was a, he was a monk, practiced the presence of God. The glory was all over him. People travel all over the world just to watch him wash dishes, legit, okay? Seriously, being lying out at the door. No, 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 the glory. So he would practice the presence of God. He'd, he'd complete servant of the Lord. And it wouldn't just be, well, I started off with some Gregorian chants. And then I felt some goosebumps, a little bit of fire, and I'm gonna try and hold that. It goes way deeper than that. What happens is that he would have had to have gone, I have to be in the perpetual now. 
I have to, I'm not gonna be healed, I am healed. I'm actually already blessed. And then hold that, and then hold that until it starts to spread into your consciousness like leaven. To your, you're actually more in the spirit and then in the natural. And not only is there the goosebumps or whatever, the, 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 the electricity and the, you know, a, a, a strong weighty kabod glory, but you're actually in eternity. Because eternity isn't living forever and ever and ever and ever. It's defined in John 17, 3. John 17, 3, Jesus prays, and this is eternal life, that we would believe in Jesus and the Father through the Holy Ghost. That's eternal life, is knowing God. So when you practice the presence of God, you just say in the perpetual now, you go, I have it. The Lord, you've done it. And what happens in the presence of God is fullness of joy. And He, he's, he, he it's, Please don't think whatever God's already given you, you have to earn. But I'll say this, you have to believe. And God's just, He's just waiting with all the things that you've been believing for and He just needs. See, justice and righteousness are the foundation of His throne. He wants you to believe so He can give you everything. He says, believe and don't doubt. Because if you doubt, you'd be like someone unstable. So that's where we go to the office, keep going to the office until the office becomes the dwelling place. But that's where the only real work takes place. So let's, let's look at some examples about the presence of God. What's, what's it in, in the spirit world? Second Peter, let's do that. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. So you go, how, how do you get grace and peace? The knowledge. All right, you want grace and peace? Pretty good desire, it's through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Whoa, 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 whoa. God's power has given you everything already. You go, well, I can't feel it. That's because you're not necessarily cultivating being in the presence of the Lord where you have all things. When you come into the presence of the Lord, you are perfect because you're in Christ. Now, it's not like God doesn't see the stuff you go through or whatever, inconsistencies or whatever. It's not like He doesn't see that. But when you come into His presence, He's looking through the blood and His Son. The blood speaks better things than that of Abel, speaks better things. And you start to go, oh my gosh, this is, number one, this is what my dad is, my father. It it feels amazing, right? Everything I need's there and I'm already perfected. Why wouldn't you want? to go there all the time. As I said, you keep going to the office and when you, when you cultivate that, then you get in the car afterwards and you're not aware of praying, but the Lord's in the car with you. Now you're still in the presence of God and that's how He wants us to live. But you've got to start, you've got to at least start permanent part-time hours until you go full-time. But then these, He says these blessings will overtake you. Please don't ever think God has a giving problem. Never think that. He is... The giver of every good gift. He is, your father is generous. Okay? But we have to make sure we believe and we do that in the presence of God. Who's following me? Okay? This is, this is, this is, this is what the grace of God looks like. So I got so excited, I forgot to read the whole thing. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Wow, you know when it's getting humid when your glasses are steaming up? by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 
So, so we've all got all things. So this is it's crazy. You go, we, we, we're, we're more conscious of our life and our feels and our day-to-day here. And the Lord says, come where everything's been done. And become, when you become more conscious of that, then that starts to influence here. It's really that simple. And if you can't, if, if this is going over your head, just keep engaging the presence of God. Let's go Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. This is not future. You're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It's in Christ. It's, it's a place. Okay. So, so this is where we want to be, we want to be tethered to. To the point where, so when people cultivate this, it says the kingdom of God is within and you just start burning these neural paths or these spiritual neural, uh, uh, neural pathways. It's so cool. And so this takes the striving out of the realm of faith and, and brings it into the pleasure and the joy of enjoying God. At the same time, you're building your faith. I'm sort of happy. I'm almost happy. Almost. Okay. Ephesians. Let's look at this one. This happened when you said yes to Jesus. But God who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up together. This is not future. This 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 happened at salvation, at confession and believing. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is, this is so cool. So you go, so everything you've ever thought or asked for in prayer exists. It exists in Christ. Everything. Now, you know, the enemy is pretty predictable. He only got so many algorithmic lies. And mo- many people have gone, the Lord's, People go, I'm believing for this, but I don't know. I've never heard of God answering a prayer like this, you know, whatever it is, whatever. And the enemy goes, yeah, no, no, no. And it makes exception with you. And then all of a sudden we disqualify ourselves. Our heart sinks and we go into hopelessness. If you can think of it, whether it's, you know, a spouse to be married, if you're single, obviously that was a good qualifier. Um, We did quote from Solomon. Um, And basically... Or, 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 or where you're meant to live, or if something God's shown you, it exists. Why wouldn't you want to go into that dimension of, alter, of, of infinite creativity? And, and we, got, we were so egocentric, we were wondering, is this me or the Lord? Can you think of anything good outside of the Lord? Think about it for a minute. Can you think of anything amazing and good away from the Lord? No, because he's, he's a giver of all good gifts. I mean, they're so good. And, and, and so what happens is that Australians, we've, we've received a bit of a flogging. Now we do it ourselves a bit, but we've received a bit of a flogging where something's like, this is too good to be true. The gospel is, is too good, but it, it is true. Jesus is too good, but He is true. The Father is too good, but it is true. And we have to, we have to the, 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 the Reformation, we have, to, we have to ascend, transcend above traditional Australian cynicism. Let's go Isaiah 40. This is praxis, okay? Tie this into the presence of God. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, those who wait in the presence of God shall renew their strength. They shall man up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So there you go. You've gone in the presence of God and He will renew your strength. 
He really, really will. But we've got to go in there and that's where, we, that's where all the good things happen. We're gonna finish and we're communion in a second. But what, oh, hang on, no, no, this is, this is an important point. All right. Psalm 91. These are people that they're, 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 they're at the office so much, they dwell there, okay? Did you know that when, when we were uh, fixing up this sanctuary, there were nights I was sleeping here. It's like, this is where I work, but also you, you, you stay overnight. And it's like, here is, is people, aren't, this, is, this is not a permanent part-time reality. It's definitely not casual. It's not permanent part-time. It's actually gone tipping point over full-time. And by the way, don't ever think whatever you give to God, He'll return to you incrementally. The way you're designed and the way the spirit world is designed is multiplication. It says, be careful what you listen to, it will be multiplied back to you. So don't think you hang out with God, maybe, maybe at two units. Let's try and quantify something. I hung out with God with two units, that could be two hours, two minutes, whatever. And God never returns to, it's not quid pro quo, because the seed, when it goes into the ground, actually produces a tree that has millions of other seeds. It's always multiplication. You can't outgive God, okay? So when you learn to hang out with Him and get in His presence, what happens, it gets multiplied back to you. So this is what's so cool, you can't lose. So it says here, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the peril, perilous pestilence. <laughs> and so... It says, forget not his benefits. We're meant to live there. We're meant to live there. I just think there's too much magical thinking in the body of Christ. You've got people who struggle with their prayer life, think they're gonna get raptured. If you, you've got to walk before you can run, friends. You have, we have to learn what it is to ascend all the time. He says, I'm gonna dwell on the secret place of the Most High. And you don't go there to escape, you go to live and rule and reign from the presence of the Lord. Who thinks this is a good challenge? It's a good challenge. But no good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. He will not withhold anything from you if you're walking with Him. He will not withhold anything. You just you, you, press down, shaking together, overflowing. That's how good God is. So we're gonna finish, we're gonna finish with the rewards. Some of the rewards people get, I want you to connect this to the presence of God. This is connected to the presence of God. And it's like, it's, it's connected to the now. People just see it as a future event. It's, it's, it's connected, it's in the realm of the Spirit now and it's connected to the presence of God. Here we go, let's do Revelation 2, 7. He who has, ears to, he has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, remember it's connected to the presence of God. I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Next one. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. That's a good one. All right. Revelation 2.17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give him some of the hidden manna to eat. I will give him a white stone and on, a sto on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. These are invitations to heavenly encounters. 
These are the invitations, but we just gotta start coming before His throne, coming into His presence, looking, being still, waiting, sometimes speaking, but just going, God, you're so good, you're so good, you're so good. You're amazing. Uh, you're the head of all principality and power. I'm complete in you. It's not a future event. What's the next one? And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. That's not future, that's now. This is from the presence of God. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I've also received from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. This is all out of the presence of God. True 29, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And he who overcomes shall be clothed with white garments and I will not blot his name out from the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. You know what? This one's connected to frequent flyer points. This one's connected to just keep, just keep going to the presence of God. You know, I could, I, what I'm gonna keep that up. This is speculative and it's not doctrine, okay? Speculative, but it's really good speculative. It's good speculating. Look what God did to Enoch. And Enoch wasn't, there we go, Salvation Army just arrived, all right. So, I thought we were about to break into something. So, all right, sorry, excuse me. Bless you, bless you. All right, so, <coughs> Enoch, <laughs> he wasn't in Christ. <laughs> he wasn't in Christ. <laughs> sorry. Let us have communion. No, all right, so hang on. <laughs> oh dear. All right. He wasn't in Christ. He just hung out with the Lord all the time. And God took him, because he was not, because God took him. Now in Christ, you just hang out with, that's the primary. If you just get into God's presence and fellowship with Him a lot, and you go, Lord, my life's a bit of a mess, help like this. And He goes, well, what we can do is that you and I can speak into that and we can change it in one day. We've got to speculate in that area, you go, it's possibility thinking to bring order to every part of your life. But the presence of God is the primary thing to approach Him all the time. And it's like, you know, you can go into your dad's office anytime you want. And it, you know, like you don't even have to walk through the secretary. You, you, got, you got to understand, there's already a place, you're already seated there with Him but He wants to invite you in. So we'll finish reading this because I get too excited. He who is overcomes, I'll make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and I will write on him my new name. Come on. This is, this is, this is the reward for people. Oh, we've got a rebuke coming up. Let's have a look. He hasn't eaten here, let him hear. All right, go to the last one. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. I just want you to know, God really loves me. He does. Our God is an awesome God. If God ever rebukes and disciplines you, it means He loves you, 
okay? <laughs> my, kids didn't, my kids didn't like discipline growing up, neither does any kid. But he's, you know, when they went to places, not here necessarily, and seen people that didn't discipline their kids, they're going, mum and dad, we thank you for disciplining us. Because otherwise you can't control your impulses and the world owes you everything and then you think you're a victim. So <laughs> pause and meditate. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Hey, by the way, when God rebukes you, you are rebuked. It's a good rebuking, but it's never condemnation. God never condemns, okay? Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Can we put the pads on please? Get your communion out. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. seconds right who was standing there before alright anyway sorry <laughs> who believes God is a good God don't split a communion he is and we've got to just enjoy him and faith is the primary way we're meant to grow we're called to enjoy His presence and get really, really good at it. Become, I wouldn't say, an, when do you ever become an expert? I mean, I'm, that word has scarred me for life these last two years. I listen, listen to some of these experts, I'm like, you're the opposite. But we are meant to be so acquainted with the presence of the Lord. Drum two Ks out of Balaclava and we've got two people chatting in the car. I'm like, oh, I just got engaged by the presence of the Lord. You, you start to recognise it. It's the only, it's the only, okay. Boat good, shark bad. Presence of God good. Presence of God, all the answers. Under the sun, no answers and random confusion. And this is where we get to rule and reign with the Lord. Who feels that a little bit of understanding has been shed on their whole faith life, but it's to be in the presence of the Lord. He's the one that brings the substance. Your job, come into His presence, focus your mind, your heart, act like and start to get excited like He actually keeps His Word, because He does. And it says, believe and don't waver. And as you're doing your best, what are you doing? Trying not to waver. And then all of a sudden, what's that? That's substance. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. That's what happens. He, he, 
breathed His divine DNA. Is it having faith in God? Is it the faith of God? Or is it having the faith, is it the God type of faith? The answer is yes. But hypostasis is certainty, certainty. Certainly and with all certainty, you and I are blessed. You and I are healed. You and I are in fullness. You and I are complete. But we've got to build the muscle through exercising. Lord, thank You. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You for, You call us to live by faith. The just shall live by faith and to Him who believes all things are possible. Lord, I just thank You that there is no uncertainty in these times. Even though the earth may stagger like a drunken man out of control, Lord, we just thank You. The, we look to the rock of our salvation, the rock from which we were cut from. We thank You for the rock of all ages. We thank You for the certainty, Lord, You are our rock. We thank You, it says, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. He is perfect and all His ways are just. So Lord, we take this communion in Your presence, thanking You that we have those things we've asked for. And I thank You for the timeless, timeless challenge in Mark 20, 9, 23. To him who or her who believes all things are possible. Bless us to our body in Jesus' name. If you didn't listen to Tuesday night, listen to it on Vimeo and uh, just get, enjoy the presence of the Lord. Get up those frequent flights, go to the office, hang out with the Lord in the office. Praise God. Oh, what have I done? What have I done now? I'm in trouble. What? So just a couple of announcements. Um, so Unmask is not on this Thursday night. So it was scheduled. So usually it runs fortnightly, um, but it can't run this week. So it will run the following Thursday. So that's for the men's group. So if you want to come, it's the following Thursday. Um, and also we have, are they here? Yes. Um, Zach and Bonnie are getting married on Thursday. And they just wanted to extend the invitation um, to the ceremony, which is going to be here at two o'clock. So if you would like to join them on their special day, then you are welcome to do that too. Um, and also the creative, calling all creatives is this, th- this, Thursday, this Saturday at 10 o'clock. Is that right? Oh, you've already had it. I hope it was fun. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs>